Here's the thing, Alice, right? Uber is a tech company. It's an employment it's an employment rights circumvention platform. Airbnb is not a tech company. It's a pro, it's a property and and um and like rent tenants rights circumvention platform. Mm-hmm. Uh and just like this, Greensill is not a tech company. It's a financial regulation circumvention platform. Mm-hmm. None of these com- tech companies are actually tech companies. Like there is such a thing as a tech company. It's just most of them you probably haven't heard of because they do some quiet, competent B two B service, and then then get immediately bought out by Google. Yeah, you've probably never heard of most of the actual tech companies. Um, But anyway, so all they're doing like weird border racism using facial recognition. (laughs) So I mean, human rights regulation, human rights um, circumvention. Uh, So. Where where we are? Let's let's use this as a, as a worked example. Your Vodafone, you agree to pay a supplier 100 pounds in 90 days. Greensill pays your supplier 98 pounds today. How does Greensill pay your supplier? They have to, and this is where we talked about that financialization, issue a financial instrument themselves in order to pay that supplier today. Well, that so remember, good. they're not a they're not a bank, but they can sign a contract with say um a credit Suisse fund. So all the big banks now have supply chain finance funds because guess what? This has become massively popular in the last couple of years. Huh. They can sign why. a contract, a contract, which is a promise to pay uh, that fund. So essentially what they do is they set themselves up as the middleman. So they, Greensill doesn't necessarily have an incentive to choose good investments. They just have an incentive to choose more investments. Anyway, so vo- now Greensill issues that financial instrument themselves in order to pay the supplier today against the in- expectation that Vodafone is a blue chip company who will come up with that hundred pounds within ninety days to pay back you to pay back Credit Suisse. Credit Suisse is a big one here, but Vodafone is able to invest in that financial instrument. This is not an example. This is real. <laughs> okay, so hang on. This is this is. I mean, that's obviously funny, but like this is a bit that I genuinely don't understand. Why would Vodafone buy their own debt? Because isn't that just the same as just because paying it's off the debt? You've turned debt into a into a capital asset. Yeah, you you do, you shift the thing one column over. Yeah, but they've had to buy it, so they've had to spend money to buy it. So, but their money was an asset before. Yeah, um, I I think they I think they have probably borrowed money to buy. Like, I, I imagine they might have borrowed money to buy that. I know that they've done it to flatter their balance sheet, and again, perfectly legal. It's a financial instrument. You can just invest in your own supply chain. Damn, in the future, every transaction is just Vodafone paying Vodafone via Credit Suisse. <laughs> well, kind of, yeah. <laughs> the human centipede was like a much more like poignant film than we all like to... Uh, <laughs> <we> all- <laughs> yeah. Anyway, this is, just, this is just government bond shit, but applied to uh, fucking like your phone company, which is insane. Yeah. Because so long as Greensill agrees to keep facilitating your supply chain finance... Your supply, your all of your everything you need to get paid will be paid, so long as they choose to keep doing it. So Brighthouse was effectively able to um, not necessarily print money because new money didn't come into circulation. It was just able to churn a bunch of uh, like, uh, if not Credit Suisse, then maybe one of the other big banks' money through its balance sheet to more or less stay alive for longer. Um, and so Lex Greensill himself devised this system specifically for Vodafone. Well, he worked for Citibank in the late 2000s in London, and after that, decided to take it global. 
And nowadays, you'll be hard-pressed to find a firm that doesn't make liberal use of SCF. And it may not be as strange and incestuous at the Vodafone example, but it is weird. And by the way, Neil Garad, Vodafone's treasury director, joined Greensill as CFO in 2019 after basically mm. handing Lex Greensill uh, his first gigantic client uh, about a decade ago. So that's mm. fine. Cool. Yeah. yeah. And also, also like the, the amount of control, like factoring we've talked about, but reverse factoring, you, you handing over your entire uh, accounts payable to, to gamble on as a financialized instrument is such a like uh, a, a, a deep level of control of your operations that you're just mm. giving to fucking upside down Lyle Landley that I, 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 I don't know, man. It, fucking, it scares the hell out of me. Well, so, I actually approached Lex Greensill for comment about this, and he said, get your hand off my penis. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is democracy manifest. So this is the marketing text from a website of a subsidiary company of Greensill specializing in receivable securitization. So this is the other end. So they're not just doing this as uh, payable securitization, which goes to the financial institutions. They're also offering to securitize your receivables. So they're go- they want to burn the candle at both ends. So uh, they say in the first 30 years since the first trades were placed with the investors in the US, the total outstanding amount of receivables securitized worldwide has grown to about 50, 60 billion today. And it's thought that the total world market could grow as large as 5 trillion. And the reason that they say it's thought to be 60 billion is because nobody knows. This is literally mm. nobody knows how much of the economy is just this. So it's, I was about to say, this is, this is a parasite. Right, like it, it, it comes in and it seizes control of your company, and it just it, it like it gets into the ant's brainstem and it marches it to the top of the blade of grass, right? Uh, and it, it's it's totally opaque, it's totally uh, far-reaching, and just it, it's, it's created this whole kind of shadow economy dealing to itself from itself. And it, it just, yeah, I, I, my hyoid bone is tingling. It, it feels so, real bad. So we talk about like why, why, are, why on earth equity markets seem so deeply disconnected from the underlying economy. It's because there exists not just uh, supply chain financing. This is a big one, but it's not the only one. Because these kinds of financial products basically exist to sustain these values independently of any underlying economic activity. And... By the way, if you think this isn't widespread, systemic, or pervasive in the economy, here's just an example I found while doing some random looking. Which is that Australian telco giant Telstra increased its reversed factored financing from 42 million to 600 million in one year, representing nearly 20% of its 2019 cash flow. That and yet good. still got and yet still got an A credit rating because none of this shows up as debt. It all shows up as operating expenses. And it can invest in the financialized instrument, which is going to be backed by Telstra's credit rating, which remains as an A. It, Correct. It, the, the thing keeps it. It's like having a fucking game shark for the economy. <laughs> I mean, it's it's all, all the stock markets just been like having a rumble pack. Like the entire stock market's just. <laughs> yeah, you, you hit the turbo button. Yeah. Well, the entire stock market is just sitting on a washing machine at this point. <laughs> Damn. Um, they're all, they're so all aimbotting. Let's I, do I a think quick... we did. I think we did a pretty good job of explaining why this is so fucked, right? Like, this is. Do, do we feel like we understand this before we move on to like yeah. the personal as opposed to the economic? You know, I'll do a quick review. Um, 
Reverse factoring is what happens when you sell your, you basically get your your debts to a supplier uh, sold on and uh, to a, a an investor. Uh, you are effectively able to just magic money into existence as long as the factor allows you to keep doing it. Um, and they, none of their activities are regulated because even though Greensill owns a bank in Brebin, it's not itself a bank. Uh, and none of the actual debt that's happening shows up on any balance sheet as debt. So it doesn't appear in any overall measure of indebtedness of a country or an industry or a company. And you can basically just churn cash through your balance sheet in order to stay looking like you're in financial health. Now, the other thing I want to say, right, much like a mortgage bond, like in as much as like putting aside just the evil of like of, of debt as a method of social control and in the firm as a method of same, et cetera, et cetera. There's a perfectly fine reason to have a mortgage bond. That itself, that there's nothing inherently bad about the mortgage bond. It's that it was very open to misuse by people who realized they could. It's the same thing about supply chain financing. There's nothing inherently evil about like about needing to smooth out cash flow in order to like to, to keep your operations going. It's there are there are elements of it that make it extremely exploitable. And people like Lex Greensill have made it their business um, to, let's just say, uh, with quite a few brushes with uh, the uh, morality, transparency, and the law, um, basically brutally impose it on the economy and therefore the rest of us. Because you better believe that the risks from this activity are going to be socialized. Mm. So with that review, let's talk about the personal. Let's talk about Lex Greensill. This is from a Greensill press release from June 2017. I think it tells a good story. <laughs> Greensill Capital is delighted to announce that its chief executive, Lex Greensill, has been made a, com- a CBE, a commander of the British Empire, for his services to the economy. <laughs> <laughs> services to the economy is so vague. <laughs> like everyone, yeah. everyone conducts services to the economy. What the fuck kind of thing is that?